Good evening, my friends, and welcome back to 62 Horror Movies with Josh Hitchens. That's me, where I will be your host for a creepy double feature every night throughout the month of October. Come join me, won't you? Welcome back, my friends, to 62 Horror Movies. Tonight is October 5th, and I've decided that tonight will be Dark Disney Night. So, I was one of the people that was fortunate enough to grow up with the Disney Channel on cable. And as a child growing up in the 80s and early 90s, Halloween was my favorite time on the Disney Channel because they played all their creepiest stuff. And two of those creations are what we are going to watch on our double feature tonight. The first is The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, which was made in 1949 and was a part of... The movie, The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Um, that movie won the Golden Globe for Best Cinematography that year, which I think is fun. So the first part of The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad is a wonderful adaptation of The Wind and the Willows. And the second part is The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, which... I think if you're doing a gateway into horror for a young one, you cannot do better than this. Our second uh, feature of the night, continuing our dark Disney theme, is the compilation special entitled A Disney Halloween, also known as Disney's Halloween Treat. Um, I'll get more into that later. So, with The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, I think it is probably the best adaptation of Washington Irving's short story that exists. It is incredibly, incredibly faithful to the source material. The narration that you hear throughout Disney's version of Sleepy Hollow and even the lyrics of the songs that Disney made for this short, spooky film. Almost all of the words in both of those things come directly from Washington Irving's original text. It's honestly one of the most, most faithful adaptations of a horror tale that I think ever has been made. It is extremely faithful to the original and also pushes it into, I think, even scarier directions, which we'll get into later. Uh, so, Disney's Legend of Sleepy Hollow is completely narrated by Bing Crosby. 
And initially, you wouldn't think Bing Crosby would be a great choice to narrate the legend of Sleepy Hollow, you know, the tale of the Headless Horseman, but he's actually perfect. He has a really interesting voice that makes you want to listen to him, and he's obviously a really, really great singer as well in the songs, so you can't really improve much on him. Um, one of, there's a lot of interesting things about Disney's take on the legend of Sleepy Hollow that I want to talk about, and it's chiefly in my own belief that Ichabod Crane was kind of a bad person and deserved whatever he got. Um, Ichabod Crane, as described in Irving's short story, is kind of impossible for a human actor to embody um, without a lot of prosthetics, like not even Johnny Depp and Tim Burton could do it together. Um, so the fact that he's animated here in Disney's Sleepy Hollow seems very perfect. Because the way they animate Ichabod Crane is so ridiculous. But is ridiculous in a way that comes from the original words that Washington Irving wrote. And it's really only animated, I think, that you can really experience the absurdity that is Ichabod Crane's body. Um, there are a lot of interesting facets to the songs in this movie. Um, in the first song we hear, which is about Ichabod Crane, everyone is looking like, oh my God, who is this scarecrow walking into town? Um, there's this one line, he may be odd. And then you see him looking at a uh, female townsperson. And then the lyric says, or maybe he ain't, with the clear implication that Ichabod Crane, because he is different, because he looks funny, he must be a gay. Um, but then he's interested in women, so, oh no, he's not, he's not odd. Um, when he first sees Katrina in this adaptation, um his ponytail becomes erect, stands straight up pointing to the sky for just a moment. And you can see that the animators had their fun. The animation in The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, Disney's version, is honestly absolutely perfect. It sets great atmosphere in the backgrounds, in uh, the sets that you see. And in the character animation, it's so vivid. You know, Ichabod is so strange, and Brom Bones and his gang are, you know, like Gaston in the much later Beauty and the Beast, sort of the ideal, you know, heterosexual male brute. Um, and then you get to Katrina, who is the central female figure in The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. And this is one of the many areas that I think this Disney adaptation becomes problematic, as all Disney 
inevitably does if you look at it long enough. Katrina in Disney's version of Sleepy Hollow, the way she's animated is she's... I mean, she's got the figure of Jessica Rabbit. She's a blonde. Um, she's got huge tits and a tiny, 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 tiny waist and then big hips and tiny, 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 tiny feet. Um, like that Jessica Rabbit silhouette. It really is come to life. And... The song about her, which is taken from the line in Irving's story, like, she was a little bit of the country coquette. Um, they make the song that introduces Katrina all about her being a so-called coquette. Um, and she's... Uh, and it's... There are lines in that song that are like, you could do more with Margaret or something something um but then katrina suggesting that oh katrina is a is a cock tease um you could you know actually have sex with these other girls in the village especially you know that one with the crazy black hair uh who loves dancing you'll know which one i mean when you watch it um but katrina but katrina is the ideal and the disney version of Katrina is also much more of an instigator in this than she is in Irving's story. Um, she, in Disney's version, she's actively leading Ichabod on, trying to humiliate him, um, which kind of makes you think, oh, it's her fault, like that vixen, which is all bullshit. Um... Because what's interesting about the original story by Washington Irving and getting back to my thought that Ichabod Crane is actually a terrible person. Um, like, in the original story and still seen in the Disney version, Ichabod Crane is not in love with Katrina herself as a person. He is interested in the land that her rich father owns, the farm, the food, because he loves eating food, um, which, same. Uh, and he's also interested in Katrina's father's money, the fact that he could become rich. And those two things, the food and the money, outweigh Katrina as a human being. Um, but he just decides he wants her. And it, in the original story, and I think still in Disney's version, it's clear that Brom Bones, however we may not like him, is clearly Katrina's boyfriend. Like, Katrina is clearly into Brom Bones, and he is clearly into her. And then there's Ichabod, who's kind of trying to get in the middle of that. And in the original short story, there's a moment where there's a conversation between Katrina and Ichabod, and Washington Irving doesn't tell you exactly what was said, but that Ichabod, after talking to her, leaves the house dejected. Um, 
So it's interesting to compare the two versions. I ultimately do think that the Disney adaptation of The Legend of Sleepy Hollow is the best version that will ever be made of this tale. It is absolutely extraordinary. However, there is good reason when you're showing it, especially to young people, when, you know, uh, the song, the song Katrina in particular comes on, maybe have, maybe pause them and have a conversation with your kid about, uh, the depiction of women in cinema and about consent, um, might be in order here. Disney's Legend of Sleepy Hollow also does deeply, I think, improve upon Washington Irving's original tale in that, for one, it sets the action on, it sets the main final action on Halloween night. And it's crazy to think when you actually watch it, but the Legend of Sleepy Hollow, as Disney tells it, does not actually get really scary and creepy until about 11 minutes before it ends. The 20 minutes before that are all character development and world building and setup. And in that final 11 minutes, they have an amazing song uh, sung by Bing Crosby that gives the entire mythology and legend of the headless horseman and sets that up and then after that happens Ichabod leaves and goes into the woods of Sleepy Hollow trying to find his way home <clears throat> and that sequence with Ichabod in the woods the last 10 minutes of The Legend of Sleepy Hollow in 1949 I think is one of the most exquisite like animated sequences you will ever see. It is so, so well plotted and planned out and inventive in the way it depicts the the final moments of this tale and it is in those last 10 minutes that disney's legend of sleepy hollow really truly becomes frightening i don't care how old you are it it, it you watch that in the dark it is scary and disney's sleepy hollow actually goes a little bit further than Washington Irving did in his original text in suggesting that the headless horseman that haunts Ichabod Crane at the end of his life, perhaps, is actually of supernatural origin because there's a moment when Ichabod Crane looks down into the neck of the headless horseman where a body should be, and clearly sees nothing there, meaning that what he is encountering is actually a ghost that wants to kill him, which ups the terror. But like Washington Irving's original short story, Disney's Legend of Sleepy Hollow does still live in an area of ambiguity, 
the horse that the headless horseman rides is the same or looks like the same horse that Brom Bones rides, that black horse. And early on in Legend of Sleepy Hollow, uh, you do hear Brom Bones give the headless horseman laugh for just a few seconds as he's riding on his horse trying to terrorize Ichabod. And I think Disney preserves the Irving ambiguity of this tale, with some suggesting at the very end that, no, he just got scared and humiliated, he moved away and lived another life. But then, of course, the locals knew best that Ichabod Crane was spirited away by the headless horseman. And Bing Crosby, who narrates this tale to perfection, closes it with these words. Man, I'm getting out of here. So, where to find The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, the Disney version from 1949? The movie that it was originally included with, The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, is available for streaming on Disney+. Plus. But, if you Google The Legend of Sleepy Hollow Disney and click that Videos tab, you will find a version you can watch for free, albeit not in very high quality, but I'm not saying I told you that. And now we'll pause and come back for our second feature in Dark Disney Night. <laughs> Everyone listening to this who grew up in the 80s or 90s just had a wonderful Halloween flashback. And for folks like myself <clears throat> who grew up in the 80s and 90s, the Disney Channel was never complete during the Halloween season without watching 
a Disney Halloween, which is also known as Disney's Halloween treat. And the reason for that is, is that Disney went through several phases of creating a spooky Halloween special. Um, it first started off as a showcase of the great villains uh, <clears throat> of Disney. And then in uh, 1980, it was repackaged as Disney's Halloween Treat with the song that you just heard put to the early and iconic Disney cartoon, The Skeleton Dance. Um, oh, it's a great song. Great Halloween song. Uh, and that was broadcast on the show The Wonderful World of Disney. And then a year later, they decided for Halloween, oh, let's do the same thing, but more. And so they combined Disney's Halloween treat, the one-hour special they'd done about a year earlier, with the villains piece they had done in 1977. And that resulted in the 90-minute-long A Disney Halloween. And what A Disney Halloween is, for those who are so unfortunate as to have not seen it before now, but you will, um, it is every creepy or unnerving or remotely supernatural or weird moment that Walt Disney movies had ever had up to 1981 um, put into one special. And it's a really delightful way to indoctrinate the young into horror, as it was with me. So in 62 horror movies, they're not going to be just movies. Some of them are going to be double features like this one, where they are things that were mostly seen on television or short films or uh, animated films meant for children, because I think those things are just as important because these are the gateways to horror. Like if you're reading books, you're reading Alvin Schwartz's In a Dark, Dark Room, and then you graduate to scary stories to tell in the dark. So, one thing I must mention about a Disney Halloween, a.k.a. Disney's Halloween treat, take your pick, is the first sequence that they include, which is Night on Bald Mountain, which is from the movie Fantasia, that was released in 1940. And Night on Bald Mountain is probably the most frightening thing that Disney animators ever made. Um, e uh, obviously, even more so than The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, which came nine years later. Um that adaptation of the music where you see this devil um, call all the supernatural, all the spooky, ghostly creatures you can imagine up to this, you know, 
devil's Sabbath on this mountain. It's really extraordinarily creepy animation in Night on Bald Mountain. And with as creepy... Uh, well, before I do that... Um, Disney actually paid Bela Lugosi to come in and model um, poses for the devil that they would later animate. And Walt Disney did not like them. Um, so Bela Lugosi's work was discarded um, and someone else was brought in. But just, you know, talking about the thread of horror movie history, I think that's an important thing to note. Um, but I think it's really interesting to think about Night on Bald Mountain in relation to Hexen. Uh, which we watched on October 2nd, which was made between 1919 and 1921, released in 1922. And the, the things that Hexen does with special effects and animation and stop-motion animation, it is still light years ahead of what the Disney animators, the greatest American animators that were alive in this time, 20 years later, could not touch it. And I think that's something important to note. So as you go through a Disney Halloween, um, you get... A great clip of Madame Mim from The Sword and the Stone, which is honestly a really underrated Disney movie. Um, and then you start to get some of the much earlier Disney short films that depict spooky or supernatural elements that are delight. And then you get Heffalumps and Woozles, the nightmare sequence, uh, sequence from Winnie the Pooh, um, The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, uh, released in 1977, also one of my favorite movies growing up. Um, but that is a really surreal, crazy sequence. And then you get uh, more short films from earlier times, but then you get also the song Sigh and Am from The Lady in the Tramp, released in 1955. And the inclusion of that song and the depiction of the characters in that song is racist in so many ways. The fact that the two clearly Asian cats which are very stereotypically represented in The Lady and the Tramp, recycled here in a supposedly uh, scariest moments of Disney, is fucking awful. Um, and that just needs to be acknowledged. After that, though, you start, uh, you enter another section of this film, which dates back to the earlier 1977 hero, uh, villains show, 
And you get scenes like with Captain Cook from Peter Pan, um, Sher Khan, uh, the snake from the Jungle Book. You get Snow White and the Evil Queen and Snow White's scary journey through uh, the forest in Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, the first Disney cartoon movie. Um, you also get Maleficent from Sleeping Beauty of 1959, uh, Cruella de Vil, obviously, from 101 Dalmatians, The Queen of Hearts from Alice in Wonderland, and then a Disney Halloween ends with two classic spooky cartoons from... Um, that early era of the skeleton dance. You get Lonesome Ghosts from 1937, which stars Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, and Goofy. Um, something that would work its way into the Haunted Mansion at Disney parks throughout the world. And then you get also the short Trick or Treat featuring, uh, featuring Donald Duck, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, and Witch Hazel, which ends it on a really lovely note. So, if you are listening to this and want to introduce your young children to more spooky things for Halloween, I would recommend this double feature of The Legend of Sleepy Hollow and a Disney Halloween. I don't think there is a better gateway to horror than this. So, watch a Disney Halloween, which is available for free on YouTube, and we'll come back and close out the night. Thank you for listening to 62 Horror Movies with Josh Hitchens. That's me. Tomorrow night, I think I'm in the mood for a night about an amorphous supernatural threat to a small town. Tomorrow night, October the 6th, we are going to watch The Blob from 1958 and The Fog from 1980. Until then, Happy Halloween, my friends.